Welcome, everybody. You ever feel like your life is just too complicated? There's too much family drama going on? You don't know who you love sexually and who you're related to? Sometimes it's both. Welcome to the attic. It's Mises Peasies. I don't want a kid to cry on me. Oh, this going well, you might not have that choice because Joe's in here and <laughs> you know, I'm not getting up to open the You door. know, you might not have that choice. Welcome, Smelcom. Dear listener, you do have that choice and for some reason you're choosing to listen. Thanks. Dearly. Hey, thanks. Thanks. Good job. Thanks from me, Tia. And uh, also me, Katie. From you to you. From you to you. From you to you. Uh, this episode of Visa's Pieces Podcast is brought to you by... By... Uh, Smothering the, Humidity. The Inferno is the Inferno. what the, the, Mr. Weatherman said. Uh, Mr. Weatherman? Floyd he said Weatherman. Inferno. So you're probably here, might be hearing in the background the dulcet whir of the air conditioner. You're going to have to deal with that. Yeah. Because we can't we ain't, deal we ain't dealing with the other. Being anywhere else at ATM at the moment. Yeah. And here we are. We are, uh, we got, we're down to the midway point of these orphan childs. Brooke. Brooke. Uh, yeah, I feel like there's not a funny way to say that. Well, I don't know if I've told you before, but I don't think any name that starts with a B-A, a B-R is a very Brooke. nice sounding name. And I mm-hmm. apologize mm-hmm. to any of you out there. Yes. Yes. I think it's partly because of the way my, my dad kind of like, a B. Did uh, your mic pick up that cat sneeze? It probably did. She was like, I didn't um, so yeah, like, Brooke, Brian, Brenda, Brenda, Brisket, Br- Brendan, Brandon, <laughs> Brisket, uh, Brisket, get over here, no, put that down, Brisket, that's probably some guy's dog's name, like, in Texas, okay, um, if you have a dog named Texas, and you live in Brisket, please, do you live in the Brisket, please give us a call, are you sweaty meat, I am sweaty Heat stroke. <laughs> <laughs> stroke until it's hot. Um, who is reading the back sentences? Me. I don't remember. Me. You I do. think I did the first one. Okay. Right? Yes. Yes, you did. Right? Okay. Yes, you did. Ow, ow, ow. Okay. Brooke. This is Brooke. It's Brooke. Whisked away from the orphanage into a glamorous life, she was surrounded by every privilege a girl could want. But all she really wanted was to be loved, just as she is. A, a brook with wheat hair, wheat, and a faded pink ribbon. Yep, her. She starts. We start out in an orphanage, as we do be done, as we done do be doing, as we done do be doing. And um, she says, "Well, she's got. She doesn't remember her mom. She her mom dropped her off when she was two, I believe. Okay. And all she has is a faded pink ribbon that said was tied around her tiny toddler skull. <clears throat> so don't left. fuck with that ribbon. Mm-mm. We're setting it up. Don't fuck with the ribbon." She has wheat hair. Wheat. Wheat hair. So immediately I'm thinking, like, am I reading an alternative cut of Butterfly? Yeah, thank you. Uh, spoiler alert, Brooke, a.k.a. also Butterfly. Yeah, kind of. It's, it's, it's like he couldn't figure it out. He's like, you know what I'm fucking do too. So it's, it, Brooke is Butterfly, against spoiler alert, except you switch out, uh, instead of ballet, it's beauty pageants. Yeah. The end. It's mo- model, actor slash model. Model beauty pageant. Um... So, because, uh, you know, it starts with, you know, the, the perspective, adoptive parents coming in, and immediately, uh, do- per- perspective adoptive mom, uh, P- Pamela. Pamela, is like, she's got perfect posture. Look at her posture. 
Don't you think we look like twins? It's uh, Peter and Pamela Thompson. She is movie star gorgeous. He distinguished as a president. We're in a camel hair coat. He's got camels. Brooke of perfect posture. Who somehow does and does not look like Pamela? Good knuckles, but bad nails. No, but she's also said that she had, like, exquisite fingies. So instead of exquisite toesies, we have, like... Fingies. She was like, look at those knuckles. No, she liked her knuckles. Yeah, I know. Like, oh, oh, yeah. Like, ooh, look at ooh. those. But then she was like, oh, yeah, my God. Like, nails. who is trimming your nails? Your, and, nails? your nails look fucked. And the the orphanage lady was like, they do their own nails. And Pamela's like, no. excuse me. <laughs> uh, we have people to do that. Them. Uh, a week is too long to wait for this uh, Birkin, Birkins. Yep. So, like, she's like, we'll take her. And the lady's like, well, that's not how it works. And she's like, <laughs> Peter, could you? And he's like, oh, can I use your phone? May I make the calls? And she was like, I'm just trying to go by the book. He's like, exactly, let me use your phone. Exactly. I'm going to use the phone and make sure we're all reading from the same book. If you know what I mean. <laughs> um, Pamela is 32, but looks so good and young. When she, uh, Brooke guessed that she was 25 or something. And she's like, see that? 25. Which I don't really feel like there's that much of an age difference. Like, it's no, not huge. you don't get super hard. If you if you look hard at 32, I'm sorry. Especially if you're, like, living a, the lap of luxury life. If you're lapping it up. But this is also the author that says that 50-year-olds are basically old crones. Yes, yes. Brooke, haggard. Brooke is good at sports, but Pamela says she will model. Yeah, she is a sporty spice, but that will not do. Which, we haven't had a sport queen yet. Nope, we have not. That was pretty interesting. It was just, like... She's like, so, do you like this? Do you like this? And I think I don't know if it was the orphanage lady or if it was her. She's like, oh, I think the orphanage lady is like, really good at sports. And Pamela was like, <laughs> no. She's not going to be in the back of some sports magazine. She's going to be the cover of a fashion magazine. Brooke knows nothing about her birth mom except she was too young. Um, yeah. Uh, there was a, a timestamp here. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Brooke was talking about how she, like one of her few clothing possessions was a Yankees t-shirt that she had traded a Party of Five poster for. Party of Five was on from 94 to 2000. There we go. And for some reason, a man is wearing a camel hair coat in that time as well. I feel like that's a real, like, 60s, 70s vibe. Yep, yep. Mm. Um, Brooke wonders to herself, don't rich folks like Peter and Pamela have people to look at orphans for them? That's a real personal decision. Why would you I feel like that, that I feel like that tracks though oh, for like okay. rich people. Like they're gonna go scout for them because they don't have the time. They're gonna go like pre-check, TSA pre-board. Yeah, the I'm orphans. Gonna see, I'm gonna scour these. Or- hey, maybe she done been scoured. Oh yeah, she doesn't maybe know. she doesn't know that they could have been looking for Pammy lookalikes. Um, <laughs> first stop is Bloomingdale's yeah. in the Rolls Royce and try on clothes. A gold for, Rolls Royce for hours. Hours immediate. Pretty Woman montage. Oh. Immediate. And she buys her, like... <laughs> Pamela's like... You gotta check She's out. been so good, Peter. And Peter's like, I was thinking that too, Pamela. And she's like, I feel like she needs something special. Like, You're absolutely right, right, Pamela. And she's like, what about one of those new Cartier watches we saw when we came in? He's like, oh, you're so smart, Pamela. And apparently it was just like... I mean, it's a Cartier watch for a fucking 14-year-old or some yeah. shit. Yeah, how old is... Yeah, okay. I don't know. Yeah. 1,300... And then, 11, 17. And then, I don't know if this was in the store or at the home, but I wrote, instant fashion show. Like when you got home from Levinsky's or Laverdier's. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. You unlocked a memory. Oh, my God. Core memory unlocked. You would put on your outfit and like. Even though you walk, just tried it on, yeah. Walk the living room and your dad would be like, oh, yeah, look at that. Yeah. 
Like, because your mom would be like, look at what I spent your money on. And the dad's like, great. Go put on the other one. Yeah, go put on the other one. Go put the, cor- the corduroy. Put that one with the, the yeah, with the, the, yeah, with the, 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 the corduroy show, overall. No, yep, yeah, show it. No. Dress. The other one we bought. The turtleneck. <laughs> the corduroy okay. and the turtleneck. Because I feel like maybe it was that, like, I would like a poll, please. Did you do a fashion show after you went clothes shopping? Because some folks, I think, this is not an experience they have. I don't think it's something that happens anymore. It's not anymore. universal. Or maybe it's just, like, when you're younger but not when you're older. I don't know if kids do it. These days. These days. These days. Did you, where are you from, what region? Is this regional? Do you is have this, children that do this now? Do is, you know children who do is this? Is it of an age? We're elder millennials. Mm. So is it of an age? Okay. So um, they drive to the house. It's a ginormous plantation style house, Summer New York, which I thought was interesting. Because um, she said it evoked, oh, like, oh, Gone oh, with the wait. Wind. Oh, oh, I had before that. Vibes. There are no, some, some, some try-on notes, sorry, from the uh, fashion show. I guess it was at the... Yeah, at the Bloomingdale. There are no feminine lines in jeans. Pamela, have you ever seen, like, like a fucking hot-ass lady in, like, a pair of, like, jeans that are painted on? All right, let's think about this, though. This is 94 to 2000, so we're talking, like, mud jeans. Low, low low-rise flare. There's not a lot of... Um, There's Millie the Sales Girl. Come on, now. Millie the Sales Girl. I'm just saying, there's... Infinite names in the world. Mm. All right. There's been a few Millies. That's yeah. my point. Yeah. Give me a letter, and I'll give you a name that wasn't in a V.C. Andrews Niederman book. Vicky <laughs> Andy. There we go. Um, uh, she wears clothes like she's about to catch a baseball. Sports. She's like, look at you. You're about to catch a baseball. And she's like, I would catch one I, if you threw it right now. It's a thing I like. Actually, really enjoy it. It's a sports. Um, watch out. A watch for her precious little wrist. Yep. Is the thing that I wrote down. And then, um, he, he's a lawyer, politician. She was almost Miss America and a runway model. And yep. here we do be at the mansion and the butler's sacket. Yes. Small dark eyes and a long nose that looked as if it was still growing down towards his thin mouth and sharply cupped. Sharply cut jaw. The paleness in his face made the color in his lips look like lipstick. Sharply cut. Sharply cut. And Sa- then the... Uh, oh, wait, um, oh, God. Sacket. Sacket, yeah. Sacket. Yeah, sacket. Sachet. Yeah, sachet. Sa- sa- sachet away. A, sa- a, sack of, a sack of it. Yep. Sacket. Um, we're also... That's intro- not a fucking name. It's a last name. I'm sure. Uh, then we're then introduced at the same time to the maid Jolene, who didn't look much older than thirty herself, but she was very plain, no makeup, her nose too small for her wide, thick mouth, her nervous brown <laughs> eyes blinked rapidly. So that sounds terrifying to see. Like I don't, I couldn't. I mean, like I'm all for like equal, you know, opportunity jobs, but like I feel like it would be distracting for me to talk to someone who was just rapidly blinking. Well, you're not obviously not an equal opportunity employer. I just said that I thought I was, but yeah. I don't know. Ma'am. Uh, oh, that wasn't you. Yeah, you can probably hear my cat Penny screaming outside of my she bedroom door. She wants to come into the air conditioning. She's going to come in, and then she's going to scream to get out. Okay. It's going to be an endless thing. That's why I did not sleep last night. Wow. Pamela has to moisturize immediately yeah. upon returning home. My God, the air conditioning. It's dry. The air conditioning and whatever was in that orphanage. Oh, my God. Goodbye. I have to go moisturize. She, like, scurries off before, like, um, Peter and Brooke even get to... <laughs> Like the front door. She bought the bracelet. She bought broken bracelet. Um, the entryway tiles resemble chocolate and vanilla ice cream. 
Because yeah, that was an interesting descriptor. Um, Random wh- white grand piano. I thought. Oh, oh shit. Cat ass. <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> so this was a note that I thought was very interesting. So this is a fucking huge ass house. It's like almost 10,000 square feet. And she talks about how the stairs are carpeted. Thick, carpeted stairs. Ew! What the... What? Because I'm picturing, picturing like, you know, one of those, like, curved... It's like a curved grand staircase with thick carpet? What the hell is that shit? Is it the thickness that you you don't like? Or the carpet? Both. Like, what... What? Mm, mm-mm. No. Uh, Brooke has a thought about Peter. He has to be smart to earn all this money. <laughs> Girl. Um, yeah, there's a white grand piano, but no one knows how to play it, which is very interesting. <laughs> it's just, it's a, it's a. And I'm like, I wonder why they mentioned that. You might know it later. Um, <laughs> Peter says, Pamela is one of those women who just want the machine to keep producing, but don't care to know anything about how, about the machine, which is all right. I handle that part of our lives, and she, well, she's beautiful and makes me look good. I mean, pretty openly transactional. Yeah, I guess so. Let's see. The art is a good investment, which, I mean, I'm pretty sure there's really not an interest rate on, like, a piece of art versus, like, a bond or, like, you know what I'm saying, like, an investment vehicle. Just a little note for all you young investors out there. Um, (laughs) no, no, no. Wow. Pamela was pretty fucking far from almost Miss America. She lost her state. She lost her state. That is not almost Miss America. She's talking about like she was in that final, the final whatever. No, you, no. But she was Miss Aluminum Sidon. Which just tickled me. I texted <laughs> Katie immediately. <laughs> Miss Aluminum Sidon. Uh, oh, and then Peter tells, tells Brooke like, oh my God, you're going to be such good hands with Pamela. Like she's, you know, she's such a fancy lady. But especially, you're going to learn a lot of information that's practical for an attractive female. If you're ugly, you don't need this. You don't need this. It's not practical. We're still still doing the house tour, by the by. The dining room is set with 12 full play settings. A number one, first of all, if you ever look at, like, home decor stuff, they're like, just let it, leave it set. And it's like, "Mm, look at that. No, because you got to dust all that shit. No, you don't. Not if you have servants. Okay, for sure. For sure. For sure. (laughs) But also, Brooke notes, it was so big, it could seat every orphan, administrator, cook, custodian, maybe even visitor. Yeah, she was the only orphan there. There's one more. (laughs) Family room, black leather furniture, red velvet drapes, and a whole wall of Pammy picks. Yes. It's like very like a a Volvo, yeah. Very like a Volvo. Red velvet. Red velvet drapes. Oh, yeah. As long it's as they like, weren't pink. Velvet. That's where she brings Peter in, and she's just like, "Let's put on my audition tape. Let's and get sexy. Let's touch my velvet drapes." Mm. Yeah, you practical female. Uh, Pamela can be childlike and then seductive. Trope. Yep, that's your trope. Don't fucking go into Peter's office alone. Yeah, we never that, circle back to that. No, I think it just was like one of those things. I think a lot of times we have like the men being like. I'm a, oh, this, is my, this is my office. This is business time. Office business business. Because um, Malcolm was that way too, right? He but, was. Mm-hmm. And um, Tony Tatz, mm-hmm. Bartholomew. Yeah. Uh, he has a fax machine. FYI. It was mm-hmm. noted. Um, there's opera in the boudoir. She has the troped, she has the troped out um, giant bedroom, of course, but also makeup. Because how could they have known her skin type uh, coloring, skin tone? They were probably like 
I mean, because this is... She's going to look like Pamela. Well, because this is also, like, you know, butterfly, the alternate cut. So they were probably, like... Scoping. Scoping. But I also noted another strange design choice. Gingham curtains. Where? In her bedroom. Oh, in her bedroom. In Brooke's Brooke's bedroom, there's gingham curtains. I would love a bread room. What kind of... No, but... (laughs) Who's designing this mansion to have thick carpeted stairs and gingham curtains? Like, why is that happening? It's disgusting. And and, and an ivory box of barrettes. Yeah, you got it. Pamela wants you to be just like her. Then I did red flag emojis after that note for mine. It's what Pamela wants. Brooke has a tiny alarm go off, girl, same. Yes. She was like, a tiny alarm went off inside of me. Run! Um, but what could possibly be the danger here? Da-da-da. Keep this. Oh, oh, okay. So she has to have a bath. We've yeah, got Jolene to come. And we have to keep this not yet 13, not yet 13 year old from aging with the precise mix of bath oils. Expertly chosen bath oils and such. Like, Measured. it's just like, yeah. It's like that, like, Walter White, like, chemist. Yes. Just yeah. mixing the bath mm-hmm, oils. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Remember those, like, oily bath beads? Yeah. You'd get your mom. Do you get them from, like, Avon? Where did they, they were, come like, from? For, with, like, things oh. sometimes? They were, like, a pearlescent yeah. coating. I don't know. Send us some oily bath Oil pods. it up. Um, Pamela advises a daily bath to clean the poison from the pores. Oh, my God. She's, like, comes in when Brooke is, like, getting out of the tub. And she's, like... Did you wash your hair? She's, like, you have a perky little figure. But I don't know how I didn't notice your um, the muscly man, ooh, man shoulders. Oh, look at those. Like mm. muscly, manly shoulders. Pamela uh, kind of holds Brooke's head underwater to rinse the shampoo. Yeah. Like, just like a little bit. Yep. Just bit. like a light of that. Here comes Pamela with the antitoxin talk. Mm-hmm. She was like, oh, toxins this, toxins that. And also, a lot of my notes are like ridiculous shit that Pamela said that I was like, oh, um, men can never do enough. That's our motto. <laughs> Nothing. What's the motto with you? Hey. <laughs> Brooke too muscular. And even though her breasts are just forming, it's never too early to be worried about sagging. Yeah, definitely not. Um, also, she's like, uh, don't have a stank vagine. Because it's, oh. it's, men want it to be the healthiest place in a woman's body. And then she's like, oh my God, you 12-year-old, you're still a virgin? What? Well, you're ahead of me. That's crazy. Sorry. Pamela. Oh, I know. There's a lot happening in this whole scene um I think Pamela, you take more, you're taking more notes because the story's shorter i was trying to get like yeah i wanted to make sure we had enough to talk we about. have enough <laughs> um pamela while drying brooks hair it's as if i'm starting over yeah omg Beep. with the manly shoulders because she talks she uh, immediately starts talking about it like a fuck ton um pill she has pill pushing supplements for hormone health and right to the pageant, bidet every day, don't want twat stink, sex is your treasure, and cutting up her jeans and t-shirt. Yeah, she like immediately is like, oh god, and just like takes scissors and slices up her shit. Just a little extra. Um, fuck, ew, ew, the dress that Pamela picks emphasizes her manly shoulders. Oh my fuck, why didn't I see this before? She's like, see, fuck. this is why you have to try things on at home too, because the lighting is different, I, ugh. Like, it seems like from the orphanage to the house, she just bulked up. She did. She was pumping creatine shakes. Like, like, I don't know. Like, did they forget to take, like, a clothes hanger out of the back of the dress? And it's just, like, sticking 
I don't know. It's just Um, and then they do be... It's makeup time, and it's, like, a full-face, like, Kim K, like, contour event. <laughs> but, so, so Pamela's like, go pick out the shoes. And then she's like, I couldn't pick out... She couldn't pick out the shoes that matched. Because she's a sport queen. She's like, um, which one? She's like, those ones, idiot. The ones that match the dress. She's like, oh, okay. Asshole. So, Pamela's bedroom. Let's let's go sit with Pam Dam. Pam Dam Dam Dam. It's full of mirrors, and the bed is the stage in which she can watch herself fuck. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which, I'm not going to kink shame. Pamela seems to just get off on herself. Mm, yeah, it works. Yeah, it says that her her mirrored, um, whatchamacallit, <laughs> like, vanity table, you can see any, like, area of, like, any angle of angle. her face. When any they angle. see how good I look from the back, they'll be dying to see my face. <laughs> I love that, though, actually. I was like, okay. <laughs> I mean, did he intend that double entendre? I don't know. We're just perverted. Um, and she also says... We're perverted? Just us. Call me Pamela, even though I want to be known as your mother. I want people to think we look like sisters. Okay, fucking genetics is genetics. It wouldn't matter if you're sisters or... But like I, I just didn't get it. it. The relation doesn't matter. Why? Because she didn't want people to think she was old enough to have a twelve-year-old. Yeah. Brooke is the first orphan with fond friend group memories from the orphanage. Mm. There we go. Fuck. Pamela finds a dry spot while getting ready. She's like, "Do you see this? Do you see this dry spot?" She has. And a- Brooke's like. I, no. no. I mean, yes. No, yes. What's correct? And then she puts a thousand cream on it. She has a whole storage closet of, like, beauty stuffs, cosmetic supplies. Because there's so many chemicals and toxins in the, in the air. The water in the mansion is filtered. And let me just say, Pamela would 100 be in an MLM, sweetie. Oh, yeah. So that's that. Shh, Pamela. Like, as a hobby, because her husband's rich anyway. Yes. So she's like... Toxins, got her toxins. own Mercedes. She doesn't have to win it from Mary Kay. Pamela worries split ends into existence, and it seems to want to be a wax figurine. Mm-hmm. She needs to chant her way into wrinkle-free skin. She has a, uh, a chanting person to do meditations to chant uh, away the wrinkles. Yep. Uh, so, so at one point, she asks Brooke to look at her something, and Brooke's like, what the fuck? I don't know what we're looking at. And she says, squinting gives you wrinkles. Um... Pamela R.E. Peter. I didn't just marry for money and power. He's also handsome. Mm-hmm. Great. How much do you know about sex, my child? Men ugh, men only see you as a vessel of pleasure into which they can dip. And then she refers to their dicks as their telescopes. telescopes. They're telescopes. What? <laughs> what? Oh, my God. <laughs> What? Telescopes. What? And she's like, you know, like, because I get bigger. And Brooke's oh, is that like, what that is? Well, oh, like, it was funny because she kind of, like, said that to Brooke, and Brooke's like, I guess. I guess. What? They have a... Can I... Was it, yeah. Um, oh, they give this preteen some champagne. Just let your lips just touch... Like, like, I couldn't handle Pamela. Like, everything she said was ridiculous enough that I wanted to make sure we laughed about it. Huh. Uh, just let your lips just touch the liquid everything you do must be dainty and feminine Brooke wipes her mouth like she's at a hot dog stand <laughs> what? same 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 also I mean I don't know but it made me want to go find a hot dog stand and lament the fact that we just don't have hot dog stands around There's I feel one... like you have to go to a fucking sporting event we'll, we'll, we'll offline this but there is one that goes around my town <gasps> Oh wait, that one is still around. No, no, it's another one. Trying not to be, not it's Don's. Another, it's another one trying to be that one. Okay, mm-hmm. 
Um, it's an indulgent dinner, but normally I just call them P&P. Peter and Pamela are calorie conscious. Pamela excuses herself, and when Brooke checks in on her, it's vomit down. Yeah, she totally purges their fancy lobster dinner that they have. Yep, yep, there we go. Um, she's like, what, I'm fine. She's like, did Peter send you? Which is a plot line that is just ripe. It is ripe for the regular trope of, of a you know, daddy, not daddy, getting too close to the daughter, not daughter, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. bonding over mother who has bulimia. Mother, not mother. Mother, not mother who's having bulimia. Um, Pamela's rip shit about the ribbon because Brooke saved her mommy ribbon. Yeah, and um, and Peter's like, dude, maybe you should just fucking chill. Like, she's like, why would you want to remember that? He's like, I don't think you're like thinking about this the right way. Like, maybe just fucking chill a little bit. Um, <sighs> P and P are blue bloods and come from the best stock. When people look at you, they're also looking at me. Mm-hmm. Brooke appropriately says she needs more time to adjust to being an instant blue blood. Blue blood. Pammy's pissed that Brooke doesn't take manicures more seriously. This is your first 12 hours in my home. Because she like, you. well, because she was like, I guess Brooke laughed when she was like, all right, now we're going to do our toes. And she's like, why the, f- who's going to see my toes? And Pamela's like, you're going to see your toes. Fucker. You're going to see them. Women. <clears throat> like us, are truly works of art. We are beautiful for ourselves first. Which, if not coming from Pamela, would have been a great, like, bet on me, bet I will, like, Lizzo kind of vibe. If you can't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love somebody else? Can I get an amen up in here? Sure. Oh. Uh, Brooke isn't allowed to call one of her buddies at the orphanage, and very soon she will forget she was ever an orphan. And she's like, I kind of don't think that I will. Brooke's in her monologue is like, yo, why this bitch hate orphans but also get an orphan? Yeah. <laughs> Time for a padded bra. But yeah, they, she's like, we gotta go shopping for school clothes. And she's like, I, we did. are you just? fucking kidding me? Like, that's what we did yes. yet, today. Yeah. What today day is it? Hours ago. And she's like, no. And she like makes her buy a padded bra. And Brooke's like, I'm fucking 12. It reminds Brooke of a catcher's chest plate sports. <laughs> and a lady pinky ring. Course. She's like, I did love the lady pink earring. And I was like, oh, you do need you love a pinky ring. Charm lessons until she starts at Agnes Fodor. Hodor. A- a- Agnes Fodor. Agnes Fodor. Hodor. Is this called Ag- Agnes Fodor? Hodor. Brooke needs air kissing explained to her, apparently. Yeah. She's like, what do you mean, people? They're going to do European kisses. And it's like, we kiss on the cheek, but they don't really kiss on the cheek. You just press cheeks and go on the side. Pamela wants her beauty pageant ready in six fucking months. Mm-hmm. Jesus. And Brooke's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> what? Mm-hmm. Um, when eating, don't put your hands in the air. Hairs will land in the food. In your hair. Don't put your hands in your hair. Okay. That's what I she said, though. No, she said, like, don't, like, play with your hair when you're eating. Pamela hates teenagers. And a quote, I'm a professional, I'm a professional woman. I love Not that. like, I'm a professional woman. Like, my profession is woman. I kind of like that, though. I was like, you, you are. That tracks. That is literally what you do. Uh, I have a whole thing. I've made femininity a profession, and I don't mean one of those women's liberation creatures you see in the <laughs> magazines and on television news is complaining. It's a lot, Jesus Christ, about that. It's easier than protesting, and you enjoy yourself at the same time. Who wants to be marching with placards in the hot sun, screaming and burning bras? This was 1999. 94 to 2000. I hope you understand what I'm saying, Brooke. But Brooke knows that men and boys respect her because she stands up to them. Mm-hmm. It's work getting someone to love you. It shouldn't be. F- well, it, I don't know about like work, but yeah, yeah, not like the relationship. Yeah, work, yeah, yeah. But sh- yeah. 
By the way, make up a whole new backstory. Don't forget it. Yeah, she's like, oh, by the way, don't tell anyone you're an orphan. She's like, what are you... I think that was, like, on the way to school. Yeah, oh, by the way. She's like, what are you... Ta-? She's like, maybe you should have told me this, like, at any other moment than this. Any other moment than this. Uh, and then they... Uh, can, so she had a transfer due to lower class students. Right, right. Lower class. And if you need something to talk about, talk about me. Yeah, just, like, tell them about my pageants and that I'm beautiful and all this stuff. <coughs> Agnes Fodor looks like an old age home. Mrs. Harper has a flat face and no wrinkles, just like a piece of paper she is. Yep, she's a spoon. Um, the lockers have no locks and no one smokes. These girls clean up after themselves and don't shout between classes. Yeah, she's all like, our girls this, and our girls do this, and our girls never do this. Our girls don't do this, and our girls do There's do this. There's never violence. There's judicial committees and self-policing. And Brooke's like, oh, judicial committees for girls who follow the rules. <laughs> and she's like, we had, like, one incident last year. <laughs> Which Mrs. Harper does not like. He does not like. It, it is unusual to admit a student who hasn't had a history of proper breeding. Oof. Honk. Oh, I just, this is the whole description of the friends, which I'm sure you wrote down. No. No. Go for it. I don't want to. <laughs> I just, like, I wrote, like, really small. Yeah, so yeah. we found out... You want me to read it? Read sure. it. Um, we find out though that Brooke is why. not a perfect student, which I thought was very interesting. Um, who's Margaret Wilson though? There's no information about her. Know. She's pleased to meet her. Before I could respond, the shorter, dark-haired girl behind her continued. I'm Heather Harper, Miss Harper's Ms. niece. Miss Harper's niece. She added, somewhat smugly. I'm Lisa Donald. Said a girl with the hair the color of rust and the greenest eyes I'd ever seen. Rust. She looked older than everyone else because she had a bosom even fuller looking than my fake one. <laughs> as well as a more annoying, more sophisticated glint in her eyes. So many descriptions. I, I didn't commit any of this to memory. When it was like girl talking, it was just like girl, girl talking. Talk. Yeah, it was hard. I'm Eva Jensen, a Scandinavian looking blonde girl said. Her face had hard, sharp features and she was very thin. My name is Rosemary Gillian Gillian, said a girl with brown hair. She had a dimple in her cheek and a slightly cleft chin under thick, full lips. Just slightly. Thick. I thought she had an impish gleam in her eyes, especially the way she smiled at the other girls after she spoke. Helen Baldwin, said the girl who had first looked at me with great entrance. Interest. Okay, that's it, Mr. Rudley said. Who, oh, because she immediately goes into Go. English class or something? Okay, anyways. Uh, yeah, my note just said Heather Harper is the mean one. The other girls seem fine. <laughs> Mrs. Harper's niece tries to get under Brooke's skin, but the other girls shut her down. And then Heather gives it the old, I was just kidding, that old chestnut. Mm-hmm. Eva has no friends. Touche, whatever that means. Um, Brooke acts too grateful to be from a rich family. I liked that. Oh. But, like, someone says that nicely to her. Oh, boy. It's softball time. Um, Brooke really misses it, even though it's been days, question mark? Girl who sucks at being a pitcher is real mad about switching with Brooke. Oh, yeah. Um, Coach, modesty here is as rare as poverty. What a setup for Brooke to hit a grand slam. Good thing that chunky girl loaded the plates for the sports stuff. (laughs) She's chunky. There was a girl. Chunky. Um, Everyone loves a grand slam, I do suppose. And then Coach demands Brooke sign up for softball. And everyone is talking about the home run. Everyone's talking about it. You know, it's just gym class. Mm-hmm. Well, they have a really shit softball team with a bunch of, like, rich kids who were just like, <laughs> like, my doctor told me to refrain from any activities or balls fly at my nose. Yes. 
correct a window. Like from Clueless? Yeah, I got yeah, it. Okay. Uh, p- piano lessons it is with the gravy splattered professor. Yeah, I like that. He's a pa- professor Wurtzman. Apparently has a bald head that looks gravy splattered. Um, <laughs> you know what? Even though I just said it, here he yeah, is. It's, it's choke on the words gravy splattered. And Brooke's like, because uh, like she just comes home and it's Pamela's time. like, oh, hey, guess what? This is happening. And she's like, hey, girl, it's piano time. She's like, I don't want to do, do piano lessons. I want to be on the softball team. Like, that's like, I did a great thing. And. Pam was like, sport? No, like, what are you talking about? What is that's a not home gonna, what? That's not going to fly in the pageant. What did you do? You, you need a talent. A, you kick a field goal? I don't understand. You need a talent in the pageant, and it's piano. Go. And so she runs away and cries in her room. And then Peter comes a soften knocking. Soft he's like, knockin'. he's like, what's up? And he's like, oh my god, you hit a home run? No shit. That's pretty cool. And he's like, we'll figure, we'll figure out a way for you to do both. Don't worry. Yeah, Brooke says, she's like, I have no musical talent. And Pamela Ding Dong's like, we well, just never had the opportunity. That is true. She does a stompy, stompy stare cry. Um, Peter says, Brooke's too young to know what she wants. Mm. I think, I mean, he is talking to a 12-year-old, and he's kind of saying, like, I read it as, like, you haven't had a lot of experiences yet, okay. so keep an open mind. That's what I got from him. And Peter says to her, it's like someone who's never tasted caviar saying they don't like caviar. Mm-hmm. Could we have had a more, like... Rich person yes. bullshit trope. Peace yeah. offer, peacemaker, Peter proposes softball and piano as long as the homework gets done. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Pamela is an expert at small talk. Just don't ask her to remember anything. Yeah. She'll just, like, talk and then, like, what are you talking about? She's like, what? Who, what was who talking about? Uh, when sports are added to the Miss America pageant, Pamela will be interested. Um, we're back at sports, and I throw Cora rig. Cora eat many extra food. Oh, I just wanted to say uh, that she hates piano lesson, and Wurtzman is a dick when no one's around. Like, yes, he changes his whole attitude. Like when Pamela comes in the room, but when she's not there, he's like slapping the piano keys and like yelling at her and stuff like that. At some point, it was noted if Cora lost weight, she would be pretty. Yeah. I didn't even know that because I was like, come on. Uh, Professor Piano Teacher, here I am. Professor Piano Teacher is gross and says Brooke's fingers would be better suited to drums uh, or carpentry. <laughs> so the first softball game, yep. um, she helps win because she actually knows how to, like, play. Um, like, she gives, like, Pamela a... Pamela refuses to go due to the sun exposure. Yeah, she's like, there's sun and, like, dust. Also, SF. also, Brooke better wash all the outside off of mm-hmm. herself as soon as she's done and why isn't this ba- the baseball uniform skirts oh god they're so ugly and then Peter's like cause they gotta like slide and she's like what but he goes and he like buys a camcorder and like she like yeah she, cause um Brooke like gives Brooke is the best and Peter is proud yeah so she gives she gives one of the um uh blah, 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 like one of her teammates like okay so like this pitcher's pitching like this this will be like if you stand about here and wait for this ball like that's how it's gonna go and then that like made it so that the bases were loaded and they yeah, were yeah. able to to win the game like for the first time in a very long time and Peter it's like, an undefeated team at that time yeah and Peter like really tries he's like once Pamela sees this amazing thing yeah nope cause she gives zero perfumed farts about the game highlights I know he like puts it in he's like check this out and like the whole time she's just like are you dirty why are you dirty Ew! Put on that hand. You're gonna get. You're gonna yeah. get. Let me calluses. touch you. Oh my god, your hands! No, you need to wear uh, this every day. She'd rather have a Cindy Crawford than a Babe Ruth. Uh, let's practice our runway walk. Yeah, Pamela Miss J's her and teaches her how to wear even more makeup. 
because Brooke's like, I'm not that pretty. And she's like, hold on, let's sit down and do some makeup. And I'm like, wait a minute, didn't you already make her like do full face every day already? While they're practicing the runway walk, Brooke plods like a robot, which was an interesting metaphor to me. I feel like robots glide. Um, no, because they're like, chung, chung, okay, chung, 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 yeah, chung, uh-huh, chung, how, chung, okay, and then they do the robot. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of, when the runway practice happens, there's a lot of screaming instructions where they, where they relax, relax, run in. Yeah. Um, Pamela pulls a lot of, like, so Brooke would be like, oh, I don't know about this. Or, like, I don't know, I like chewing gum. Like, I, that didn't happen. But, like, literally anything. Or, like, I don't understand why this is important. Pamela does a lot of, like, deep size staring at the ceiling. Like, oh, my God, fucking count to ten. I can't believe yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Beauty must be ignited with enthusiasm. Let this bitch be enthusiastic about things she likes, then, Pam Jam. No. Brooke has the old low self-esteem about her looks, but Pamela gives her, like, a full face. Pamela references... A more full face. And ex- it's Somehow. fullness is full. Pamela references the dreadful Spice Girls. I know, it's funny, because I, I was just like, oh, Brooke is sporty Spice, and that won't do. And then she was like, everyone wants to be a, sp- uh, a Spice Girl. And I'm like, oh my god, she does. She wants to be sporty Spice, though. After the game, Brooke is a star at school. Heather's jealous, obviously. Yeah, everyone's keen to be your friend. I do enjoy other girls shutting down Heather. We haven't seen that before. Mm. They were like, why are you being a dick? Yeah. Um, Mrs. Harper. You're doing well. Don't fuck it up. Yep. (laughs) At one point, Pamela uses the phrase people of quality. Mm. There's graffiti that says Brooke wears a jockstrap. I lost my mind. (laughs) So backstory here, when Katie and I were probably like in fourth or fifth grade, we played a lot of Mad Libs, and we were like, <laughs> you just unlocked a core memory. You don't remember I remember that? nothing. Oh my God, we've joked, we've talked about jokes. I remember okay. nothing. Okay, dear listener. Um, so we were playing on my mom one time, and it was like, noun, and she was like, jockstrap. And we were like, what is that? <laughs> And she explained what a jockstrap was. And our little, like, nine, ten-year-old minds, yeah. like, could not handle it. And then I believe the next Mad Lib that okay. we did, we just used jockstrap for, like, noun, adverb, verb, adjective. It was, like, jockstrappingly and, like, jockstrapped and jockstrapish. Like, we just lost it. We were like, oh, my God. It was, like, it was incredible. The best news we ever got as children. <laughs> Pamela, Pamela gives zero shits about Peter's work, so Brooke tries, FYI. Mm-hmm. Brooke picks up tennis wicked fast. Yeah, she goes to Lisa Donald's house. Lisa Donald's like, hey, can you come by my house? My well, cousin, like, Handsome Harrison. Handsome Harrison, my cousin's gonna be by, and like, we'll play tennis. They don't call him Handsome Harrison. His name is Harrison, and he is handsome. That is my <laughs> name for him. Uh, well, it was interesting, too, because she's like, you know, Brooke's like, uh, I don't know how to play tennis, and then... Heather's like, why? As if, don't you have a tennis court? And she was like, yeah. And she was like, yeah. well, why? And she's like, why does your father teach you? And she was like, I don't even have time. And she's like, yeah, right. And then all the other kids are like, yeah, she, who cares? She didn't have time. Why would she be lying about not knowing how to play tennis? Oh, she is. Um, oh, my God. Uh, Handsome Harrison arrives with his putty-faced friend. Yeah. They're betting virginity or $20. And Brooke and Harrison kind of do, like, a sass-off flirt. They do. It's kind of cool. They do. Um, blah, blah, blah. Game. They play a game. Blah. Because Brooke is so sports, uh, she picks it up wicked fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Harrison and, well, uh, Lisa's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, there's no way you haven't played before. She's like, I seriously haven't played before. I'm just a sports queen. 
And then Harrison was like, you fucking duped me. What do you call it? Like when you, um, like, like, a, like a pool shark? He's like, you tennis shark me. Uh, by the by, Brooke just starts horfing down lunch. Yeah. It was notated in the record of time. And then That's Harrison... The lunch sounded amazing, by the way. It was just a fucking spread. Like a spread buffet at like a fancy hotel, but it was their house. And they're just like wandering around nibbling and like, like the help is like, just like resetting up plates and like refilling cheese cubes. And Harrison says to Brooke, yo, those boobs real? Oh my God. Yeah. What did I say here? She's a real clapback. She's a real clapbacker. She'll clap back. Yeah, she, she will. Okay. That's not, not like a, not like a back. Clapper. I know what you meant. Okay. I, like, I didn't know what I meant. I, I, and then I wrote, Lisa seems like a bud, question mark? Yeah. Um, there's another game, next softball game. My next note is, big ol' hefty Cora fucks it up at the next softball game. Yeah, we think maybe on purpose, because she's jealous that, um, that Brooke came in and is doing so well. But then the coach um, what you, confronts Cora and is like, what the hell happened? And why did you drop that ball? And Brooke was like, oh, I've, you know what? Like, she's probably just nervous. I've done that before, too, or like... Like, I'm thinking about throwing the ball, like, as I'm catching it. And she's like, I actually didn't ever do that, but I heard other people did. And then Cora was like, okay, cool. Thanks for think, thanks for having my back. Uh, Brooke is fucking up at piano too much, so no more practice. And now she needs to practice on the day of the big game. Yep. Uh, Shock- shockingly. Well, the freaking... Perf- okay, so the okay per- piano teacher is like... She's got to have four that, extra hours of practice per week. The fact that the piano teacher is just called the professor. Yeah, it's stupid. And then Pamela's like, it's going to be on Saturdays. And then Brooke's like, there's a fucking baseball. No, the it's, big game. The, the big, big game. game. And Peter's like, I'll convince her to, like, look, how about you just do it earlier before you go to school? Squeeze it all in. We'll just figure this out. And then all of a sudden after that conversation, Brooke refers to Peter as her foster father all of a sudden. And to herself as a foster child. Hmm. And I said, I think I see what needs is up to here. What? Well, because, like, we're led to believe they adopted her immediately. And then all of a sudden it was just like, oh, my foster dad. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, I'm like, okay, here's, they're laying down, like, the track. They're laying down a, a sheet of impermanence. Um, Brooke says to herself, if I wanted parents and a home, I had to be obedient. That's sad. The ball field is a mess, and Brooke is getting bug bites, but you better not spray bug repellent. Yeah, Toxins. oh my gosh, so she comes home and she's got like two bug bites on her neck. It's a twist on an old classic, a oh, yep. scorching steam instead of a scalding Steam bath, yep. And then, um, and then she scrubs her afterwards. But like, honestly, all of this psychotic scrubbing is going to make her more red and irritated. Yep, no, I know. By the way. That's what she was saying. She was like, I looked worse than when it came out. And, um... I'll- it was amazing too. Pamela's like, "Oh God, you're still too muscly. It's even worse. I'm gonna have. We're gonna have to. I'm gonna have to have you see my doctor. Maybe you need feminine hormones. Yep. Uh, even your breasts are little puffs of muscle. What? Puffles. Little puffles. Pamela, <laughs> she's making a complaint at the school because sports are for boys, not according to Title Nine. Brooke <laughs> must have fucked up hormones because she thinks like a boy. And then here's my next note. It's legit the big game. Blah 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 sports. Cause it's like a lot of like it was the bottom of the pfft, the bases were bleh. I you, swung a pfft. you played softball though at least did I enjoy it I don't know I mean I, I didn't know. know these I figured at least remembered some terms, um, but 
She keeps talking about Mr. Rudley, and I was like, who the fuck is Mr. Rudley? But now that I reread the your descriptions notes, yeah. about your notes, about the friends, I guess he was the English teacher we saw for one half of a second before. It made it seem like, oh, my my champion person who has always believed in me, Mr. Rudley. No. Nope. He's just a nice teacher who showed up for the big game. Mm-hmm. Um, I also asked myself, why is Heather on the team? But perhaps they didn't have enough. Like, Yeah, and she probably like, this is going to look good on my transcript. For college. I'm going to be in sports. Surprising, literally zero readers. Brooke bangs out a home run and saves the day. Yep. Like, like home run out of the field. Knock out some dingas. And they're like, ah, they're like, and Lisa's like, fucking Rager at my place. Fucking Rager. Let's go. And Brooke's like, sick. I don't know how she gets home. I think one of her friend's brothers or something. Yeah, she gets to the game. Because Peter is out on business. Peter's on business. Pamela's like, no, I have a fucking massage or some shit. Um, So someone drops her off and drops her off at the game and at home. So Brooke comes a bustling in. So excited and proud. No party. Photo shoot only. Yeah, Pamela's in a tizzy. She's like, I can't, how did I forget? I can't believe I forgot about this. I thought about all like other things. It must be all this sports talk. You need professional shots for the pageant, and they're now. They're now. It's happening Yeah, the, the photographer should have been here, so get ready! And she's like, ah, uh, but can we go to the party? And but she's like, thing- get ready! Yeah. Do you have any notes? Because these are my notes for the next next few pages. Photographer, nice. Muscles, too many. Peter, absent. Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Like, the photographer was nice. Like, he could tell that she wasn't, like, into yeah. it. And so, like, he comes over and he's like, listen... You just gotta kind of go with it, and it'll be, it'll be over, over faster. faster. And she was like, "Cool, okay, thanks, bro." And then they count, they get through it. But um, he's yeah. the photographer offers to drive her to the party, and he's like, "I got a couple of kids. Like, I can see yeah, that. Nice. Like, this is really important to you. So, sure, I'm, I'm going that way. I'm going by that mansion. <laughs> Let me drop you off." And he was just like, "Oh shit, really? The home run? Shit, you did a home run? Yeah, like, I don't know. It's just he was cool." There's a very great party with the ominous chapter ender. Nothing could put a dark cloud over this day. Uh, Lisa also refers to, uh, like, her cousin. Her cousin is referred to as her brother. It was like Lisa's brother and his friends were off gossiping. She's not a fucking brother. It's her fucking cousin, handsome Harrison. Heather, 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 Heather now knows about Brooke, but really it's Mrs. Harper's big mouth. Like, as if, though. Yeah, she's like, I overheard my aunt talking about you and how you were an orphan. Like, who was she talking to at who this party she? about there it? Were, it was noted there were, like, teachers there at this fucking rager. And it really bummed Brooke out. And, like, that sucked, because she was just like, oh, my God. Like, like I'm, I'm finally like, having about this. Well, no, like, she was having such a good time and being, like, really feeling like herself. Like, she didn't have to, like, pretend to be doing it. Like, she was just like, this is awesome. People are excited about something that I'm excited about. Yeah. I'm with, like, peers and... I'm at a party and wow. People are are enjoying the thing that I am good at and that I like doing mm-hmm. and I'm getting that. She's like, I do not have that at home right now, so this rules. Uh, I noted uh, Proud Peter. If there was a compromise on the wind, Peter would smell it. I like that. There's a predictably weird vibe at school on Monday. Yeah, of course she tells the other girls. Secrets out, but at least Brooke made all stars. Yeah, she like sn- they like snob at Brooke. As, like Lisa was like, and I knew that's why you played tennis. And she's like, how does that make sense? I was in an orphanage when I was a tennis court. I was in a tennis orphan. They're like, you're being, you were being a phony. And she was like, I literally was told I was not allowed to talk to you. Okay, fine, whatever, bye. 
Brooks, uh, Pamela's been out of the picture since the photo shoot. Mm. That goes nowhere, but I was like, what's happening? Brooke very smartly lets Pamela know the secret is out and who to blame. She's like, look, people know, and it wasn't my fucking fault. Yep. Um, Pamela will sue! And then Peter's like, we can't. You can't sue. Yeah, he's like, I'm a lawyer. Girl, I am a lawyer. I am a lawyer. There's a heated chat with Peter. Like, she can hear them, like, with raised voices. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh. Um, and but when she, when Gross, Coach Grossbard, by the way, yeah, tells Brooke that she's been chosen for the, like, the county all-star team, like, she feels so much better. And she's like, all right, and you know what? I don't need phony friends. Like, at least I'll be doing something that I like and whatever. Like, this is a positive thing. Like, she's pretty optimistic, and I, I like that of her. So, yes. So, oh, dang. Uh, the all-stars game is the same day as the pageant. <gasps> Da, da, da. No, the pageant that she was six months in the future. Like what? I guess it's taken that long. It's the pageant auditions. Has it been, it's the pageant auditions. Has it been six months? It's not the pageant. It's the pageant auditions, which is probably like three months before the actual pageant or something. So I'm gonna read you my next few notes here. Mm. Brooke locks herself in the room and scrubs the pageant girl off. Oh, I have. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, what did, did I skip over anything? Like first all star. <laughs> First all-star game is same day as pageant audition. Pamela says, no way to game, yes way to pageant. <laughs> Brooke says, yes way to game, no way to pageant. Pamela flips and says she's calling Mrs. Harper. Brooke flips and locks herself in her bedroom. Pamela flips <laughs> at the locked door, tell her, tells her she's oh, off the team. This boy, this boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so Pammy's pissed about the... She's like, how the fuck dare you lock this door? Mm-hmm. It's no... No locked doors! Which is a real sure way to get a locked door. Um, and then I just wrote... Maybe we don't put lock on the door. And then I just wrote, oh, scissors. Mm-hmm. I don't know where we're going. Um, and then she do be what now? Uh, Brooke flips at Pamela's news and she just starts grabbing chunks of her hair. Like, she goes in her room crying and, like, and like ties it up with the pink ribbon and she's like, ah. And then she's I just like, I'm not going to fucking go do this pageant shit that ain't me. And Pamela is screaming. And I just thought she was just like, I just broke. I broke, I grabbed the scissors, I just grabbed handfuls of my hair, I was hacking it off. Um, and then she finally stops. And just opens the door. Opens the door. And uh, Pamela screams and faints. And now we're at the epilogue. <laughs> it also is notated that, like, Peter got weak in the knees, too. I think so, he was just he was just shocked. Okay, like, I thought it was the because I wrote this hair hack is enough to send both of these fools into a shock and collapse event. No, he she Pamela, he I'll believe, but Peter because I thought he was like, oh my. No, no, she fell on him. Pamela fell on him. Okay, he just like he looked around and was just like, oh, like you know, because you're gonna be kind of shocked oh. to see someone get that passionate about and like upset to do that. You know what I mean? Pamela has aged years and moments. She claims. Yeah, so she's going to go through months of, like, yeah. reconstructive therapy with much, her gurus and her lotions and Much like uh, Celine before her. Um, but Brooke feels stronger than ever. She's, like, great. That's not the fuck out of here. She takes a limo to the group home. They, like, she's like, I put on a baseball cap. That was Peter's idea. That felt cool. <laughs> she just put it, like, over her hacked hair. It talks about her going outside and, like, the, like, the breeze, like, lifted the tiny wisps that were left. A <laughs> shoo, shoo. Uh, Gordon now makes his appearance shirtless with a pickaxe. Mm. Little little extra Gordo. Um, the end. She's yeah, there. Yeah, she goes to Lakewood House, meets Crystal, whose only feature we know is her glasses and Janet. Like she uh, she gets there before the kids are 
or well, all the the they're in school. They're all at school, and then and she has like a thousand and one luggages. And Gordon's like, what the fuck? And she's like, I don't even want this shit. And he was like, all right. Um, she was like, yeah, don't worry. I'm going to be throwing some of it out. I can carry it myself. And he's like, okay, girl. <laughs> she uh, has a single room right now, which is good for all of her luggage. Um, so she goes and sits on a hill, looks at the lake, hears the bus. And, of course, the only two people who come over, wandering over, Crystal and Janet. And, she uh, may be a sport queen, but she never got any knuckleball, if I can say that. She's fucking 12. Would you stop? No, because every other child in these books is asexual, is asexualized. There was no, there, I'm just saying, there was no romantic arc aside from Handsome Harrison. Oh, yeah, okay. Simply making a finger. You said it gross. Yeah, you said it gross. You said it gross for jokes. You said it gross for, to upset me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so that's, uh, that's Brooke. All right, we're uh, three quarters of a cup done with the, with a cup full of orphans. (laughs) We have a quarter of a cup left of orphan <laughs> to finish this orphan. It's like a recipe quiche. It's like yes. an orphan quiche. What? Delicious. Uh, yeah. Please send in your recipes for orphan quiche to VC's Pieces Podcast at gmail.com. How many parts and pieces? Um, I do enjoy that we had a sport, a sport lady. Mm-hmm. We had never had a sport lady before. I hope we get sport ladies in the future. Mm. It's a bit, it's a bit tiring. The, the, Beauty, beauty lady. Um, well, also creative. she was just like, I'm pretty plain. Like, and then like makeup. She was like, oh, you look pretty or something. Like, I don't know. But also like, it's okay to like not be up your own ass. Like, it wasn't like she was upset about it. like I'm ugly. She was just like, I don't fucking feel like a pageant queen. You know, it wasn't. She had like a low self esteem about how she looked. She just mm-hmm. was like, that's not yeah something important to me at all. Yeah. Um. So I, I did like that. And also we had our first like we had our first uh, protagonist that like wasn't just. Super great student, she's just like a mediocre student. Did they did they say that? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because I I said that before. I was like, oh my god, she's not a perfect student. But she had that like. Okay, you're right. Okay, but she was held in esteem by the school due to the sports. I don't know. I think that Miss What's Her Face Harper was just like, I got your transcripts. Like you're gonna have to do better here. Like you were kind of like middle of the road. So. You were probably watching Party of Five and Dancing with the Spice Girls. <laughs> nice. 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 Uh, so, yeah. Um, we're going to stop this episode, immediately go diving into the last quarter cup of the Orphans it's, it's a, Cup of Soup. It's a bitter cup. <laughs> the next one. Yeah. I'm not interested. And I, we'll get there. Yeah, anyways. We'll get uh, there. Anyway. You'll get there in a couple weeks. We'll get there now. Wait, wait the fuck now. And, uh, and uh, gird, gird yourself. Goodbye. Goodbye, I love you. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Visa's Pieces Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Technical support provided by Boo and Matt. Thanks for answering all of my stupid questions. Music is Dust in My Attic by Broke MC used under a Creative Commons license. Email us at VC's Pieces Podcast at gmail.com with your thoughts or comments. You can also follow us on Instagram. We are at Beast's Pieces Podcast. New episodes are released every other Friday to give you time to read along. In the meantime, manifest a mommy, daydream up a daddy. And for God's sake, I got too much dust in my attic, addicted to the magic, the heroes in the static, too many soldiers in the attic.